Pharmacy Podcast Nation, Jeremy Sasser here, host of the OnScript Podcast, and I'm super excited to announce that the National Health Career Association, along with other leading pharmacy industry organizations, have formed the Coalition for the Advancement of Pharmacy Technician Practice. With the help and support of our industry partners, the Coalition's singular mission is to advocate for the expansion of technician scope of practice through working with state boards of pharmacy to adopt rules that allow for this expansion. The Coalition's most immediate efforts focus on increasing states' authorization to permit appropriately trained pharmacy technicians to administer immunizations. The Coalition continues to add supporters and encourages pharmacy stakeholders to consider becoming a partner of this meaningful initiative. For more information about the Coalition or how to become a sponsor of its efforts, please visit www.nhanow.com and click on the banner at the top of the page or view the show notes in episode 12 for a direct link. Thank you. And now we hope you enjoy this episode of On Script, powered by NHA. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. This is On Script, hosted by Jeremy Sasser, a podcast publication partnership between the Pharmacy Podcast Network and National Health Career Association. Our podcast is dedicated to providing the pharmacy technician workforce with news, real-life stories, and discussions that can impact personal and professional growth. Here's certified pharmacy technician and National Health Career Association content strategist, your host, Jeremy Sasser. Let's get On Script with NHA. Hey, Pharmacy Podcast Nation. This is the founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, Todd Yuri. I am I'm on fire today. I'm excited. Uh, there is some major changes happening in the pharmacy industry, and the, uh, the, the time for uh, pharmacy technicians to take uh, leading roles in our industry is right now, and it, and it has been. And I've, I've been lucky enough to partner with NHA, uh, the OnScript podcast team, to become part of the Coalition for the Advancement of Pharmacy Technician Practice. And this is a, a needed uh, consortium of subject matter experts in our pharmacy industry and coming together to advance the role of the pharmacy technician. There is a void that will be taking place based on what we know about pharmacists and the role of the pharmacist moving from prescription specific interaction with the patient to really a condition, a, a disease state management, um, the role of the pharmacist to a value-based setting instead of prescription-based setting. And we know that that's going to create immense opportunity for our pharmacy technicians, the right hand of the pharmacist. I am pleased to be part of this. I want to welcome listeners to engage with us. There will be uh, links in the show notes of how you can become involved. But before that, I want to say hello to Jeremy Sasser and Jessica Langley, host of the OnScript podcast, and turn it over to the both of you. Todd, thank you so much. Uh, this is Jeremy Sasser, the host of On Script, the only podcast here on the Pharmacy Podcast Network dedicated to pharmacy technicians. Couldn't have said it better myself. Coming straight from the godfather of the Pharmacy Podcast Network himself, 
Mr. Todd Yuri. I'm really excited today to have a, a number of special guests um, who are members of this very important initiative um, that really was the, the initial brainchild of my hostess with the mostest, uh, Jessica Langley. Jessica, thank you so much uh, for all your work in the pharmacy technician uh, workforce space and, and really for organizing this whole coalition. I, I think I can speak for everybody when I say it's, it's much needed and, and certainly from a technician perspective, much appreciated. Jeremy, thanks so much, and thanks also to um, our panel members who we'll introduce here in just a minute. Um, they're so important for this exciting initiative that we wanted to kind of um, kick off here on the OnScript Podcast Network. Um, in a year of tons of chaos and change, um, you know, I wanted to take a step back and think about how NHA and other key um, industry leaders within the pharmacy space could help support technicians in a time of crisis, um, in a time where we really needed them as well as other frontline healthcare workers to really step up to help, you know, take care of and provide care for, you know, the American community and across the world, really. Um, so it was, it was an idea that kind of came from fruition for that. And, and what, essentially happened is we created what was called the Coalition for the Advancement of Pharmacy Technician Practice. And you can find out everything you need to know about the coalition by going to farmtechcoalition.com. Um, and what we did is we, we had an idea. We, we presented that idea to, to pharmacy stakeholders in the retail space and the independent pharmacy space to pharmacy um, educators and other employers and pharmacy researchers um, to see if they wanted to support this initiative of really valuing that role that technicians play and on even a larger scale because of kind of the situation that we're in right now, how can we help support the expansion of technicians? Um, more specifically, because of the pandemic, you know, the first real initiative of the coalition is looking at, um, you know, supporting technician administered immunizations. So we're we're kind of going out, we're having conversations, we're we're writing letters of support, we're asking to be to be part of agendas of board of pharmacies to really um, explain that technicians can do this technical function, what value it can bring, you know, as a public um, public health and public safety enhancement um, and things like that. And so in today's kind of podcast, we really want to just very specifically talk about the coalition, but more importantly, because it's October and on the 20th of this month is National Farm Tech Day. So most importantly, we wanna say thank you. We want to um, show our support for technicians. We want to express um, gratitude and, and the value that they bring um, across the different pharmacy practices. And I, I think that that's what we'll hear from our expert panelists here today. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, so no doubt 2020 has been a challenging year, but the, the beacon of, of hope is, is seeing that uh, the technician workforce and, is advancing and, and technicians are capable and they are wanting to do more to help in the pharmacy and, and provide a higher level of, of patient uh, care to their communities. And, and so 
as, as tough as 2020 has been for all of us, no doubt, um, it is great to see that the workforce is continuing to advance. Uh, so I just want to briefly uh, introduce the all-stars of the uh, call here, the, the podcast, the members of this coalition. Um, with us today, we have Deanna Seiler, Director of Clinical Services and Professional Relations with Walmart. We have Rob Geddes, who is the Director of Regulatory and Legislative Affairs for Albertsons Companies. Kevin Hope, who is the executive director of PTech, which is the Pharmacy Technician Educators Council. And he's also the director of continuing education at PharmCon, who is the company who operates freece.com. And last but certainly not least, we have Dr. Shane DeSell, a professor at the Toro University, California College of Pharmacy, and also the editor uh, for the journal called Research in Social and Administrative Pharmacy. Thank you all so much for joining, and I'm really looking forward to the conversation. Jeremy, let's um, go ahead and jump in. And I'd like to start with just a couple of our expert panelists giving kind of their initial viewpoint as to um, what made them decide to support the notion of the coalition and at an even higher level um, support pharmacy technicians and the work that they do within the profession. And, and maybe even they can talk a little bit about um, some of the specifics that they do within their own organizations to support technicians that would go, you know, hand in hand or coincide with the work of the coalition. But I think it'd be great to hear from them as to why they think an initiative is uh, like this is so important. Yeah, that's that's a that's a great plan. So, um, you know, let's let's open it up maybe to to um, our panelists who are representing retail pharmacy from from Walmart and Albertsons companies. Um, do you want to uh, kind of respond to Jessica and discuss what made you and your organizations decide to join in on this very important coalition? Sure, Jeremy. Um, I could definitely start. Um, for Walmart, uh, the advancement of the technician role is so important for several reasons. Uh, the ability for technicians to practice really at the top of their license enables us as a company to take care of more patient needs. Um, also, when we've found that when we allow them to practice at the top of their license, whether it be you know doing point of care testing or administering immunizations, they have increased job satisfaction, and it also allows the pharmacists um, to do more for, for their patients. And so, you know, we realize that our technicians are such an important part of our pharmacy team um, that we really try to support them. We put them through um, a very thorough uh, technician training program, and then also support them and um, pay for their national certification when they do take their national exam, um, because they're just so important to our teams. Jeremy, yeah, this is Rob with Albertsons. I'd like to follow up uh, Deanna. Um, much of what she said rings true for us as well. Um, at our experience with technicians and anybody who's worked in a pharmacy knows that the technician is an unsung hero. Um, behind every good pharmacist, every great pharmacy, um, there's a group of technicians that's, uh, that's standing in the, on the sidelines and in the front lines with the customer supporting the pharmacist. Uh, and as we have 
watched the uh, the changes that are occurring right now, and I would say that they're not optional changes. There are are changes that are happening regardless of, of of opinions in the marketplace. And as we see these changes and allowances for pharmacists to do more, what better way is there to advance um, the the role of the practice of pharmacy by allowing another very valuable team member to to join in and uh, and productively contribute to um, the work of that pharmacy. And I, I think if I could just share just a quick little story, my um, my experience um, in this role in government affairs, um, prior to that, a uh, few years back, I was still working um, in a pharmacy uh, and it was located here in Idaho where the technician immunizations all began. Um, and so I was lucky enough to have the experience of being in a, in a pharmacy and I had two technicians that, uh, that were immunizers. Um, and I came into it and the technicians were actually already trained at that point when I took, a, took the role of pharmacy manager. Uh, but I was more than happy to support those technicians as they took the initiative to start um, administering the immunizations for our patients. Um, and, and the thing that I'd like to highlight, and it's it's more of a general experience rather than a specific experience that stands out in my mind, but um, every flu season forever for, for my whole career has been like D-Day. Um, you, you know that the, the crowds are coming in and it's going to get a little bit crazy. It's going to be a little bit uh, stressful as you take care of the prescription needs of the patients and then add on top of that the immunization needs of our patients. And the first experiences I had with technicians being able to step up and provide immunizations was just life-changing for me, career-changing, I should say. Um, changed my complete perspective as to um, the whole team that a pharmacy really is. And uh, my ability as a pharmacist at that stage to be able to review and see um, that I had patients that were waiting for my counseling or waiting for me to review their prescriptions so they could pick them up and take them home to their sick family member. Um, that when that was happening, I had the ability to triage the workflow in the pharmacy and decide what's the most important thing for me as a pharmacist to focus on right now and utilize my technicians to administer the immunizations to free myself up to take care of the, the patients overall. Um, so day in and day out during flu seasons and then also in between flu seasons with other immunizations that are provided, I was able to really see that value. So as I stepped into this role as a uh, um, director of uh, pharmacy government affairs for Albertsons, it was just natural for me to um, put that on my to-do list to advance that same initiative within other states. Um, and I'm so happy that we're starting to see the ball moving in other states and more states joining in. Um, and that's really the reason why we joined the coalition. It's a common objective. And it's something that uh, that we really want to be a part of and uh, hold hands as an industry to make sure that we progress in the right direction. Rob, That's fantastic. And, and, you know, organizations uh, like Albertsons companies and Walmart, they bring so much value because of the national footprint that you guys have in the industry and operating in states, as you mentioned, that allow, you know, anything from Idaho, which is pretty broad in terms of allowing technicians to do a lot of different things under the delegatory authority of, of a pharmacist, um, you know, bringing that experience and those successes and being able to share that across the U S I think is really going to uh, allow this advancement to, to spread quickly. And, and my hope, and, and at least in terms of immunization is that, it spreads to the 50 states a little bit more quickly than what we saw with pharmacists in the late 90s and, and early 2000s, just because it's become, you know, pharmacies have become such a destination, I feel like now um, in recent years for 
immunizations. And I, I spent many years uh, at Albertsons myself, and I always felt like there were two seasons for pharmacy. There was flu season and preparing for flu season. That was the two parts of the year. So um, it's really providing a, a great service to, to a lot of patients. I wanted to, to take a moment and uh, kind of go off of what Deanna had said early on about satisfaction with um, their career and, and you know the satisfaction that technicians have with advancing their role and, and really um, you know practicing at the top of their license. I wanted to to get Dr. DeSell's take on that because a lot of his research has been specifically in the technician workforce, and I think um, he has some insights about career satisfaction um, for technicians who are allowed to do more. Dr. DeSell, do you want to expand on that a little bit? I'd love to. Thank you, Jeremy. And, and I'd like to comment on, on what Deanna and everyone has said so far. And, and interestingly enough, yet, Jeremy, yes, indeed, I've, I've studied technician satisfaction and whatnot, but, but uh, I'd like to open by echoing something that, that Deanna said earlier with regards to uh, practicing at the top of your license, and that is pharmacists practicing at the top of their license. And let me, let me, let me clarify what I mean by that. Um, if I, I get a little academic geeky on you for a minute, if you look at old literature and sociology and occupational psychology and that kind of thing, um, it states that one is, is actually practicing at the top of their license and a profession has fully evolved, not when they've added an additional task, but when they are able to fully delegate. So you can clearly make the argument that pharmacists are practicing at the top of their license, not by adding another clinical, not by adding another task to their mini list that, that their plate is full already, but when they are able to delegate appropriately to technicians and thus technicians have the legal, ethical, and moral authority to be able to carry out what the, what the pharmacist deems to be appropriate to provide that patient the best level of care. So that is hallmark for us advancing as a profession and us being able to treat uh, patients much better. And so yes, pharmacists practicing at the top of their license inherently means technicians are practicing at the top of theirs. And invariably, as you suggest, Jeremy, um, tech technicians are embracing this role. Um, it's something that they want to do because people often are under the impression falsely that only certain people are striving to higher levels, only certain people, only, only people with uh, a certain degree behind their, their, their name or certain initials behind their signature or what have you are, are interested in advancement, but everyone is. And technicians have shown time and time again, anecdotally, as Rob suggests, with, with their stepping up to the plate with immunizations, and also in studies, they've shown time and again that they aspire for career advancement. They aspire for self-actualization. So putting technicians in that situation where they have greater responsibility uh, is actually a win-win-win for everybody. It's a win for the technician, obviously, but perhaps even more importantly, it's a win for pharmacy and it's a win for the patients that we serve. So there's, there's no lose in this win-win-win game whatsoever. Uh, it, it's all good. And, and if I may, uh, speaking of those studies, if I may echo something Rob mentioned, he talked about immunizations in Idaho. Um, 
there, there's actually been some preliminary studies published on that. And, there, and of the first, I believe it was 15, 20,000 immunizations that were administered by technicians. There has not been one single incident of problem or one single incident that compromised patient safety. In fact, if you look at that paper and if you look at other recent papers where technicians have been involved in either immunizations or product verification or what have you, they've actually been shown due to the re-engineering of work systems to be even more efficient because it's really the job that they should be doing and actually patient safety has actually improved with re-engineering and the delegate and appropriate delegation of tasks to them. Shane, what great statistics that you provide there. And obviously that's why we look to you and your professional expertise and the publications that you do to provide that supporting um, evidence and documentation. And, and as we know, and, and individuals like Rob who are in the, the regulatory and compliance space know the value that that evidence and data has when we go and take um, supporting evidence to boards of pharmacy to try and build our case and present our viewpoint in helping to advance those um, those duties forward for technicians. Um, I kind of want to ask Kevin from um, an individual that sets kind of outside of the day-to-day workings, you know, with a technician, um, so you, you don't have that direct employer aspect. Um, Shane and both Rob, they talked about, you know, and also Deanna, the level of satisfaction, the self-actualization, the, you know, just all those great things that a technician wants to feel in order to think of their profession as a, as a career instead of a job. As an educator yourself and representing PTEC, a group of educators, can you help describe to our listeners what you feel or think are the most important aspects or roles that the technicians can contribute to the profession. Now, of course, at a minimal standard, we know those basic, you know, technical and clinical skills, but even beyond that, because I think that's that area beyond that is really what drives these individuals to think and perform and want to deliver at a higher level. You're absolutely right, Jessica. And that, you know, would echo many of the things that the others have said already today. And, you know, in terms of education, we're really excited to see this piece coming into play in so many states with immunizations. I think it really underscores the validity of the education that technicians are receiving these days. I'm a pharmacist myself, but I started as a pharmacy technician, and I always love to tell people the story. I became a pharmacy technician. I was in high school. I was working at Eckerd Drug, dating myself there a lot by saying Eckerd Drug. But I was stocking candy at the front of the store and someone quit in the pharmacy and the next day I'm a pharmacy technician. They ordered me a white lab coat and a little badge and everything. And uh, you know, thankfully we've moved so far away from that over the years. And, uh, but we still have states out there, as you well know, that, that don't recognize pharmacy technicians in the way that they should. And I think this added piece that we're seeing so many states adopt with immunization across the country is making these other states pause and say, hey, wait, what, you know, maybe we should be looking at this more closely. Maybe we should uh, acknowledge that, you know, pharmacy technicians uh, have these duties and, and are able to do these other functions. And so as educators, we're very excited to be taking on something new and uh, really introducing something new to the equation. Uh, one of my favorite 
uh, historical civil rights leaders is Martin Luther King Jr. And Martin Luther King Jr. said that a genuine leader is not a searcher for consensus, but a molder of consensus. And as I look back over the years of and of how pharmacy technician education has evolved and how people looked at a pharmacy technician, I think we really are doing just that. We are really molding that consensus. That's really great. Thanks so much. Um, it's a real value, obviously, all of you as pharmacists, your interactions with technicians um, cross a gamut, right, of experiences from teaching to training to regulatory compliance to daily workflows. Um, and all of those aspects are so important to think about when we are looking at advocating for the profession and the ways in which we can do that. Um, as we're on that topic, I want to just open it up to the, the panel or the group itself um, to describe or give ideas or suggestions to technicians who might be listening today about, you know, there's organizations like yours that are advocating for technicians. There's organizations like NHA. Then there's also, um, you know, collaborative organizations like the coalition that are supporting, but how can they advocate for themselves, especially now when it's so important in this ever-changing environment, what can they do to help not only support themselves, but support the, the profession? Jessica, I can take a stab at that. Um, I think the, the most important and maybe the, the key foundational thing that needs to start occurring is technicians communicating with their pharmacy manager, um, the staff pharmacist that they work with, and expressing the interest in, in, uh, in, in doing more within the pharmacy. If they're located in a state that to this point has not expanded their role to include um, immunizations or taking new prescriptions over the phone or, or transferring medications between pharmacies, uh, there's lots of things that a technician can do in those situations to step up to the plate and support, uh, support the pharmacy in general. Um, I, I would encourage technicians to not be wait to not wait to be told what to do within their pharmacy, but to to take initiative and uh, and do the tasks that you know need to be done. Um, that's going to build trust and, uh, and and build your relationship with the pharmacist that you're working with, so that when new things happen um, in your state that allows you to expand your scope, they're going to trust you that you're going to be capable and competent to to take on those those added roles and and do more. Um, so it starts with communication, and it starts with uh, with an open dialogue between the the technician and the and the pharmacist that they work with. Jessica, I can add to that. Um, we actually just published a study in the Journal of the American Pharmacists Association a few months ago, and um, we categorized technicians across four different clusters based upon their responses to. Um, they're embracing new roles and they're already having picked up new roles versus those that were aspiring for new roles. And we looked at communication aspects and they really corroborate what, what Rob just stated. And if you, and if you look at, again, if you look at any of this stuff, but you think anecdotally as well, not, not just, not just in the literature, um, you move, you move things in an organization and you move things for yourself by, by speaking up. Um, there's, there's so many people, uh, you know, as, 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 as uh, everyone on, on this panel is, or has been a leader and has also been in a managerial position or currently resides in one. Um, oftentimes we're, we're managers and leaders are just, we, we have benevolent intentions, 
but we're, we're shrouded with everyday work responsibilities from the big picture down to the small picture details. And they all just come at us a thousand miles an hour. And even if we might, we have the best of intentions, we don't necessarily have the, the, the wherewithal and the ability to think about each and every individual person. So thus, it is incumbent upon those persons to bring it to their supervisor, to bring it to their manager, to bring it to their leader, and speak up and say, hey, um, I've got an idea, or hey, you know what? I, I, wanna, I wanna have a hand in helping to plan for the new uh, immunization program. Whether, it, whether or not I can do the immunizations, I wanna do whatever the law allows me to do at this time to have a greater hand so that I'm helping to, to, to provide better care and that whenever, whenever the, the, the legal allowance for, you know, permits me to do so, I will be more than ready. And so managers, leaders, supervisors, they actually welcome these people under the false assumption that leaders and managers don't wanna hear this, but they do. They are looking for people to jump up and grab the proverbial bull by the horns. You know, and I, I know when I've led project teams and whatnot, I am so thankful when somebody comes up to me and said, hey, can I do this, please? <laughs> it, is, it is not an encumbrance at all. It is so highly welcomed. And so technicians, I know, are finding their voices. They need to find them even more. And, and that comes not only at a group level, but at an individual level from every technician all across the country. Uh, Dr. Dassault, that's that's a really great point, and it, and it really um, makes me think back to to my career. I, much like Kevin described with himself, I I started working in a pharmacy in Arizona back when I was 16 years old, uh, still a high school student, and um, didn't really know what I was getting into. No, no licensure requirements, obviously, no uh, age requirements. Um, I did get certified shortly after I graduated from, from high school, but from the very beginning, you know, I found myself constantly, um, you know, raising my hand and saying, what else can I do? Um, oftentimes that was great. Sometimes it meant that I got to fill out uh, universal claim form triplicates on Sundays so that I could uh, bill co-pays to, to Medicaid. So uh, maybe sometimes it didn't always work in my favor, but uh, I was constantly finding myself volunteering to take on more. And I, and I think technicians, you know, they need to be ready to do that a little bit more often uh, because I don't think maybe necessarily it's something that they're always comfortable with doing. And it's, I don't know that it's something that the pharmacists that they work with shoulder to shoulder every day are used to them doing. So I think in having technicians do that a little bit more, it'll help normalize that. And I think that will further open up some opportunities for technicians to uh, fall into specialized roles within the pharmacy and, and maybe even, you know, supervisory or managerial roles outside of the pharmacy um, as well. Um, but in those, in that same vein, I'd like to ask everyone on the call, you know, what are some ways that 
you or your organization support uh, or recognize pharmacy technicians and, and the work that they do? And, you know, why do you or your organization, why do you feel it's so important to, to do so? And I, and I feel like I'm seeing more and more organizations recognizing uh, pharmacy technicians with things like Pharmacy Technicians of the Year Awards, um, you know, trying to get messaging out to entire, their entire organization about the work uh, that, you know, sp certain pharmacy technicians have done. So, you know, what are some, what are some ways that you guys are all recognizing and, and maybe even what are, what are ways that as an industry, we can do better at recognizing pharmacy technicians and the, and the work that they do. Cause I think the other piece is that laypersons uh, in the community often don't know um, what it is a technician's role is and how do you kind of delineate that from a pharmacist? The biggest thing as pharmacists that we can do, and I know what I always did, um, but maybe we don't do enough for our pharmacy technicians is really to, to say thank you. Um, they really support us and, and help us do everything that you know we need to do every day throughout the day. Um, as a company, we really try to recognize our um, technicians through our Moments of Care program. And so oftentimes our technicians will, you know, spring to action when our patients are stung by bees or there's a cardiac event in the store or someone's having a seizure or really just providing compassionate care um, in our pharmacies. And so when they provide these Moments of Care, um, which is on a daily basis. We really like to recognize them throughout the company and make them aware, tell their story. And I think in telling their story and you know how they've helped and the, the way they go above and beyond every single day, that kind of catches on. And so you know the next technician wants to uh, help even more because it, it feels good and it makes them feel good. And it goes again back to that job satisfaction. So um, I think really um, saying thank you is something that we really always need to remember, um, but also sharing our technicians' stories and what they do in, in our pharmacies every single day. I'm curious, um, you know, Kevin, you know, that's a great example, you know, Deanna, that you share some things that retailers do, which we know are the most heavily impactful in terms of hiring, right? 80% of technicians work in a retail space. But Kevin, do you guys have any ideas that of what P-Tech is doing to say thank you in regards to National Farm Tech Day? Or, you know, does anybody else know of any other um, kind of efforts that are, that are taking place just to kind of tip their hat, right, on their special day to um, not only raise awareness about them, but to really just um, show them our gratitude. Right, absolutely. And, you know, our pharmacy technicians, as far as the Pharmacy Technician Educators Council goes, that's our, our absolute base, our foundation, the reason that we exist. And from an educator standpoint, uh, you know, we uh, offer some resources for educators for their students and whatnot, certainly put out, you know, shout outs on our social media and those kinds of things. But I think the biggest way that we really continually show support of pharmacy technicians throughout the year is just of our support of educators. And that is, you know, what resources do educators need to know? Because, you know, that is, you know, all of this is evolving. And, you know, as we talk about bringing on new skills for technicians, that brings on new needs for education. And some in some cases, the educators in a position perfect position for that. And in other cases, maybe not so much. Maybe the educator needs educating. 
And so, you know, we see our role as PTEC as being uh, to equip that educator with the tools that they need to go into the classroom to train pharmacy technicians. And uh, obviously pharmacy technician uh, day coming up on October 20th is a, a big deal for us. And we uh, certainly give a shout out to all of our pharmacy technicians out there, as well as our pharmacy technician educators. What a great point. And I also, I think, you know, just like some of us, you know, we don't maybe give the, rec the, the recognition where it's due as well, because many farm tech educators are technicians themselves that have either worked in the field and now have, you know, dedicated themselves to providing that educational piece. And, and we know that, you know, technicians can enter the workforce a multitude of ways, whether it's through direct, you know, um, post-secondary or even sometimes secondary through high schools, right, educational training or within an employer-based training program or even military. Um, so we definitely want to give a shout out to those individuals as well because first and foremost, they are technicians, just like Jeremy and myself. Now, Jeremy is a technician by trade. I'm a clinician, you know, otherwise by trade, but I started out the same way and went into education because I just had a passion for teaching people to go out and do and perform, you know, at a level that really makes a difference in the lives of patients. And that's what those educators are doing every day. And that translates into those technicians going out and making a similar impact um, with every person, individual, client, customer that they, that they come in contact with. So to round out today, I want each of you, and we'll include Todd in this as well from, again, the, the Pharmacy Podcast Network perspective at the end here, but I'd really like for each of you to just give a very quick thank you message, whether it comes from you as an individual uh, personally, or if it comes from your organization um, to technicians, uh, it's your opportunity, you know, as we share this uh, podcast out on National Farm Tech Day to just, you know, be able to give a high five or to say thank you or to let them know just kind of how much uh, we value the work that they do. And then we'll bring this to a close. Well, Jessica, I guess I'll start out and I, I, I want to give my heartfelt thanks to, to the technicians out there. And I, I want but I want to say, and, and, and also commenting on, on what Kevin mentioned a moment ago, I'm so heartened by what I see from professional organizations as well as the larger employers in recognizing Technician Day and showing their gratitude increasingly. Um, right now, uh, I'm, in, I'm in a conference, the, the International, for Federation, International Federation of Pharmacy Congress, and I'm getting up for meetings at 4 a.m. because the, the meeting is out of Amsterdam at, at, at 3 in the afternoon there. And what, a decade ago, um, there was no mention of technicians, and then there started to be separate technician programming about seven or eight years ago. But as of two years ago, the technician programming isn't separate. It's integrated with everything else. And FIP, which is taking a larger influence in the United States, and Todd mentioned earlier the things that were happening around the world, uh, is coming out with position statements every day right now during the Congress uh, that make technicians' roles and recognition of technicians as absolutely paramount for the advancement of pharmacy practice. And so we're, we're already seeing NHA, we're already seeing uh, the American Pharmacists Association, ASHP, we're seeing some of the large employers already gearing up for Technician Day. I, five, 10 years ago, I didn't see people gearing up for World Technician Day. 
And to see that that organizations are gearing up for it now really makes me excited. Yeah, Jessica, I would say, um, much like Kevin was saying earlier, that, you know, we at Walmart and and when I was on the bench to practicing a few years ago, um, really feel that the technicians are the foundation of our pharmacies. Um, And as pharmacists, we really couldn't run them very efficiently without them, for sure. Uh, you know, without that good foundation, we would not be able to provide the clinical services as well as the patient care uh, that's necessary for, you know, with so many um, less primary care providers and, you know, everything that that our pharmacists and technicians do every day. We really reply, we, we rely on them to be compassionate to our patients, to ensure good customer service and really so much more. And so I really do want to also give a a very um, heartfelt thank you to all those technicians across the country, really, for your wisdom, for your support, and most of all, for your really hard work. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Jessica, I'd I'd like to echo uh, what everybody has already said as far as a thank you, but also to extend my own personal um, gratitude to all the technicians that I've worked with um, personally throughout my career. Um, I can tell you that uh, I wouldn't be in the position where I am. I'm advocating for technicians' growth without the experiences that I've had with uh, with each of you. Um, whether it was a pharmacy that I managed or, or oversaw on a more global scale, um, you've made a difference in my career and, and demonstrated to me the value of a technician um, that uh, that will continue with me forever. On a, on a larger note, um, just want to extend the, the gratitude and, and thanks from our organization of Albertsons Companies. Uh, we know that our technicians are the face of our pharmacies. Uh, they interact with the patients on the phones and right in front of them at, at the pharmacy register, wherever it might be. Um, they're usually the first point of contact for one of our patients that comes to the pharmacy. And uh, as as that is understood, we, we thank you for the work that you're doing, um, for the hard work you've done throughout this pandemic. Uh, we know that it's been a scary time, uh, especially when there was no information and we didn't know it was going to happen. Uh, you still showed up day in and day out uh, to do your job to support the patients that, uh, that rely on you. And there's nothing we can do to to thank you enough for what what, what each technician has done, um, whether they work for us or whether they work for another company, um, to be able to support uh, the efforts of the pandemic recovery. And uh, just one selfish little plug that I'd put in, um, if you don't feel like you're being appreciated by, uh, by the pharmacy where you're working and you want to do more, um, look us up. Uh, come, come, come work for us. We are we are advancing that technician role, and we want to put you in a position where you can advance your uh, advance your career um, as you work for one of our companies um, across the the country. And thanks again. And to echo those comments, thanks so much, pharmacy technicians. Uh, you all make or break a pharmacy, and any pharmacist will absolutely tell you that hands down. Uh, you know, we love pharmacy technicians who willingly step forward when that difficult patient walks up to the counter and they know exactly what to do. And you are part of that healthcare team. And I think that that can get lost in the mix sometimes. And we really want to uh, appreciate, uh, express our appreciation for that. Uh, you know, gone are the days of the hierarchies in healthcare where the physician's at the absolute top of the pyramid and he issues this declaration and you do everybody below the physician does exactly what he says. We know that now that that's dangerous and, you know, that, that's how accidents happen. That's how errors occur. And so you are part of that healthcare team and don't be afraid. And hopefully we're creating environments where you are not afraid to go to your supervisor and say, hey, I think that you've made a mistake. Uh, because we all are human and mistakes are going to happen. 
and you are quite often the last catch that before that prescription goes to a patient. Uh, so uh, thank you, thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart for all that you do every day uh, from on behalf of the Pharmacy Technician Educators Council and also uh, as my hat here at FarmCon Free CE, we thank you for all the efforts that you do every day as pharmacy technicians. Pharmacy technicians, this is Todd Urey. I'm the pharmacy industry's greatest fan, and I've seen firsthand the impact that you're having on patients' lives by being able to manage non-clinical aspects of the day-to-day, -day, a week-to-week, year-to-year operations, the importance of assisting your pharmacist to ensure that they're going to be able to spend more time um, with their patients while you're um, ensuring that the day-to-day -day operations and workflow and other things that are happening uh, correctly in the pharmacy operations. I want to say thank you. When you think of your role as a pharmacy technician, ask your pharmacist, ask your management what you can do to continue to progress as a technician in the operations. There's so many things that are changing with the role of the pharmacist is going to build new opportunities for you as a profession, as a professional in the pharmacy industry. You are going to have new opportunities. And I am so excited for you. Reach out to NHA, reach out to the OnScript podcast team. And please remember the Pharmacy Podcast Network is a plethora of opportunities to engage. Do some writings, do some blogging, even do some additional podcasting about your insights into the pharmacy industry. I say thank you. I say how proud I am of the pharmacy technician, and we will always be here uh, supporting you. Thank you. That is fantastic. And I want to just say thank you to all of our panelists today and all of our members of the coalition that couldn't be with us today. Uh, please, to all of our listeners out there, please go look at www.farmtechcoalition.com. Check us out. See what the coalition is up to see who is involved in this coalition. And certainly if anyone who, out, who is out there listening wants to be a part of the coalition, uh, you can certainly uh, reach out to us via that website. As always, uh, this podcast will be um, on our NHA blog site at www.nhanow.com backslash learning dash leading. And I, as the uh, technician, I suppose, on the call, I spent my entire career and been fortunate enough to spend my entire career working side to side, side by side with some wonderful pharmacists, wonderful pharmacy technicians. And really, I just, I been able to do so many cool things in my in my own career as a as a technician i'm i'm forever grateful for the opportunities that i've been given and and you know quite often the the trust that was instilled in me by by those that i worked with on a day-to-day -day basis but i also want to give gratitude to uh jessica langley uh who is a wonderful colleague and though not a pharmacist or pharmacy technician by trade I cannot express enough how hard she works for the workforce, all the things that she does on the advocacy side. Uh, she's just a wonderful advocate for our entire profession. And uh, 
I, it's an absolute pleasure to get to work with her and, uh, and certainly to be able to host this podcast alongside her. So I can't thank you enough, Jessica, for, for spearheading this, this initiative and, and all the work you do for the, for the workforce. And on behalf, thanks so much, Jeremy, and on behalf of NHA and just the, the joy of my job that I get to do every day to be able to support um, technicians and the other professions that NHA serves. But, you know, from NHA, we do sincerely say thank you to technicians and other frontline workers that are um, putting forth the time, the effort, um, you know, putting themselves in arm ways to in arms way to take care of our loved ones um, every day. We, we value the work that you do and being able to say thank you on one specific day is just a little bit of what we of the gratitude that we would like to share for you all. So um, on behalf of NHA, again, we say thank you. Check us out on the blog, on demand, on OnScript, on the Pharmacy Podcast Network and, and online with the coalition. And we will catch up with you all next time. Thank you so much.